You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Yeah, Julia's going to be gone for a little while. Uh, she's got some work-related stuff that's keeping her busy. Uh, and I was just thinking, you know, on days like today where we're not going to have a guest because the guest had to bail short notice, um, we'll get them back on, though. Um, <clears throat> it's weird because you guys sit next to each other. That's true, so we're all on one side. I, yeah. I can always move over on the days. That we... Do you remember, <laughs> I think when we first put the studio in place, like with the desks and uh-huh. with the actual tables and stuff, you did sit oh, over there, right? Or you sat where Bree sat. I sat there. That's right. And Jess sat, sat there. there and and guests. Then, that's right. That's right. And then you, you swapped. But I'm wondering if it makes sense to have you sit there, but then you do a lot of talking to the guests, and it helps that keep their true. face in the mic to be right across from that them. That is true. But it's weird because, like, you know. We're all the, on one side like, of the room. <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm at the head of the table because I'm awesome. And I, have, <laughs> I have all this extra space that is taken up by the board and the computer and everything else, but... Uh, yeah. So anyway, oh, episode 300. It's really because nobody wants to sit by you. 300. Wow, that's fucked up. 393 <laughs> of the new Utah podcast. Yeah, I was thinking as our intro music was playing, thanks, uh, to, uh, Folk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. We've had that intro song for, I don't even know, maybe five years now. Oh, no, almost. So they made us, so we used to use the first year, year and a half, we used, uh, some, some free stuff. Royalty free. Uh, royalty free. Um, and, and at some point the guy that made that decided to change his royalty free licensing and he didn't want people using it on podcasts anymore. And so, but around that same time, um, we chopped up one of Folk Hogan's songs. <laughs> they said, yeah, you can use it. So we chopped up a song that we liked and kind of fit it to, cause we didn't want to do like a whole like two plus minute, three minute long song. That's a little crazy for an intro. And so, uh, we had that for a little while and, um, then they were like, do you guys just want us to like make you a loop of that part so that you can, fuck yeah. So they made us this specific loop, um, that is from a song sort of, but this is really kind of specific from them to us. So my point is I still, we we all still sit here and jam to it. I love it. After all this time, we're all bobbing our heads and dancing along. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody else has it. Nope. It's, it's unique. You can't steal that fuckers. Because I'll tell Folk Hogan to go after your ass for copyright or something. I oh, don't they know. will. You don't want Nick Passy on you. No, some motherfuckers. <laughs> Vicious. No, I love Folk Hogan. Those guys are awesome. Um, support them. Uh, buy their album from them directly. Support Nick and Aria. They've yeah, got that album, album just out, came out. And you can buy it from them directly. About and, a month yeah. ago. It's their new album. You can buy branded butt plugs. That's right. Um, when and they other. Well, they have in stock, which, believe it or not, like they people, sell out. People do buy the butt plugs. They sell out like almost instantly. Flared base items. People don't believe it, and then when they pull them out, I would totally have one. It's a, it's a talking piece. <laughs> you just set it up on your fucking kitchen table as the centerpiece. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. I mean, we so do have is. a giant penis bottle opener. That is true. I do have a wooden dick bottle opener that I'm going to be handing out at our Christmas party. Oh, speaking oh, of. Yeah. Uh, our Christmas party, our, our annual friends, uh, invite only ugly sweater party, uh, is this weekend, this weekend. here at the house. So, and I do have to say, um, after having won the white elephant gift award for a decade, I lost last year. However, yeah, you fucking lost good too. I will concede to that. So one of our friends bought, uh, brought a hamster, like a live, live fucking hamster. hamster. We have since banned. Live animals. Yeah. So, the the one nice thing though is, uh, don't get me wrong, I still have some good stuff this year. But the pressure has been lifted to try to find the craziest stuff I can. Yeah, you just go to Savers more than anyone by a lot. It's true. I mean, I go a fair bit. Like I probably go, you know, seven or eight times a year to thrift stores. So I go at least once a month, if not. You used to go like fucking every. Used to go a lot. Well, then COVID kind of slowed that down, but. 
the thing with the white elephant is, well, it's like the gifts that we've got this year. I bet we've had it for nine months because yeah. when you find an item, it speaks to you. That you yeah, you don't even really, like, it just calls your name and it's like, you. this is it. This is it, the item. And we made the mistake early on, so probably seven, eight years ago, of coming across some crazy items going, oh, that might be really cool, but then not nabbing them. Yeah. You know, oh, well, yeah, Christmas is still five months away. And then not ever topping that again. So, yeah. like... For example, I found these keyhole cups at, at uh, Savers one time that were the old Playboy keyhole. Oh, yeah. So when you fill it, the clothes come off. <laughs> but because it had the clothes on, because there wasn't a beverage in it, I'm sure most people had no idea what it was. I should have grabbed yeah. them. We have a we have a box. Um, it's one of our totes out in uh, the shed with all our decorations. Like if you break into our shed, you'll have a lot of holiday decorations and not much else. It's mostly what's <laughs> out there. Some tile out there right now, actually. Uh, suit, empty suitcases. Um, what else is in our shed? I just want to broadcast it out for Some everyone. Some tools, right? Tables. Nope. No tools. No tools in the shed. Mm-hmm. Oh, no our, tools. We keep our tables out there. Oh, yeah. Our extra There's some tables. life jackets out there. Oh, yeah. life jackets. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple small sleeping bags um, and some camp chairs. Worth breaking into. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll find the vibrators. They are out there. The vibrators are out there. We actually don't keep those in the white elephant box. No. Thought those aren't ever going back into circulation. Because those? sometimes, because usually when we have our party here, if there's like a new person or somebody that doesn't, hasn't seen them, we go get them and it's just too hard to get them out of the white elephant also, box. Also, those are mine. Those I have are, a collection. And, and by the way, I found both of them together at the same time. Yeah. Well, but they were happened. such gold. That I held onto it. You know they're used, right? Oh, Those yeah. weren't gag gifts. And spread it out over two years. That was from Grandma's estate sale when she passed away. And one of them is the it, it fits on your finger, but yep, it's like it's like putting an old school pencil sharpener. It's on it, your finger. Well, it's, it's like wearing a power glove. It's huge. like a Nintendo power glove, but yeah. it's got a vibrating. But fingertip. it's so funny because the way the instructions list it as like a neck massager, and, but like the instructions are like. So Super vague. To be fair, I haven't. I have turned them on. They do both work. They do work. I have not tried them out in the manner that they are intended. Yeah. For hysteria. It was funny because because uh, so I would have bought them regardless. But at this at the saver, they have the little section where you can plug stuff in to try it, make sure it works. You better believe I'm over there plugging them in and trying. Them. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so that party's this weekend. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll have we'll, a recap next week. We'll update. Week. We'll give a um, recap. Because if you've listened to this show, we have talked about it every year. So I'll throw out. So it was Bree and I's turn to host this year because I won Ugly Sweater last year. Bree's and mine. Um, yeah, that's what I said, Bree and I's. Uh, so um, <laughs> we, decide, we, we decided, like, I really have been into... We have great charcuterie parties we do. As, a, as, as, a, as a friend group, like where we all bring various pieces to go into a big giant charcuterie and we'll just eat and talk for hours. And it's charcuterie is like the ultimate party food as well. It is because it's a snack and it's a meal. Yeah. And so I decided this year, like I wanted to do charcuterie, but I was like, the Hughes already did that. But no, it was uh, the Lovex that did it. No, it was, was not. It, it was the Hughes. Well, the Lovex did a charcuterie party for something else. No, I don't know. But I think it, was it was the Hughes like that did it for the party. Or something. They had charcuterie out. I don't know. But anyway, I wanted to do charcuterie, but not necessarily traditional. And so uh, I came up. We, I don't even remember how. I we, came up with it. We were talking, <laughs> and I was like, I want to do themed charcuterie, but I don't know. Like how, and then I showed Bree some themed charcuterie boards. Like I've seen, you know, pictures of like people do like a taco charcuterie board or, or this char- colors yeah. or whatever. Not, not your traditional. And so Bree came up with the idea of Christmas movie inspired themes. And it must be a thing because you guys were on your cruise. Oh, really? Well, no, well, here's what, well, yes, but, but here's why. I think you guys were on your cruise when you sent out the info. It was right before we went, yeah. And said, these are some ideas. These are the options. Heather saw it and responded in maybe like, five It was minutes. like two seconds. And then Jody was almost immediately after Because that. first of all, she's like, I got to get the one I want before the Hughes get it. And <laughs> I've already, I already have my ideas because she's been. Chris thought that he's like, the people that get in first, they'll, they're, somebody's going to do Christmas vacation. Yep. And it's going to be somebody who's like, I already have an idea. Yeah. Heather. But I'm excited to see. So I have but no idea. But to be idea. fair, I didn't get that idea from anybody. Like I, oh. I am. I might be like in the trend of it, but that was all that was, my yeah. like. I just came up with that. I 
I thought it was unique too, but Heather's like, oh no, I, it's so obviously. But clear, but not all Christmas movies are equal in terms no. of, uh, and so I'm really interested to see how people theme them out. Like, are they just going to theme them out like, you know, like Nightmare Before Christmas, they're going to be a traditional charcuterie, but with designs from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Or, uh, you know, the movie that we're choosing that no one knows which movie is us because I haven't said, and I'm not going to, but it's inspired by foods found in that movie. Yeah. And so it will be really eclectic from a charcuterie standpoint, yeah, but excited. very appropriate. And Josh will bring a watermelon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. They're doing, they're doing the nightmare before. Yeah. We love Josh, but they uh, never quite get it when it comes to. Well, sometimes we're like, okay, this is what you are assigned to bring. And then they bring grapes and we're like, we had someone else bringing the grapes. Yeah. So now we have three million grapes and we're missing the nuts. Yeah. Thanks. Or, or. Or like three water, three whole watermelons. <laughs> oh yeah, not cut. I mean, Sean was super excited. She got to take one home, but yeah, not cut. They showed up with three watermelons, like for two days. They were supposed to bring brownies. They were only there. They did bring brownie mix. Yeah. They were gonna make brownies. It's just funny. Here's a gift that somebody has to take the time to prep and cut and do all the I'm, things. I was fine. Everyone likes watermelon. <clears throat> Um, so anyway, so we'll have more update for that. You guys can all be jealous yep. of our awesomeness. I showed some coworkers the uh, remade trophy. So, so we showed our thing. kids this weekend when we had makeup Thanksgiving. Whoever wins the trophy, you have to add to it, modify it, change it. You have so there for the following. There are some conditions. One, you can't just invite whoever you want. It has to go through the the triad of of couples for approval. Yep. Uh, there's a specific reason for that. We won't get into it. Two, if you win, you you have to host or plan right. the next year's party, and you have to update the trophy in some manner, and you have to display the trophy in your home. Yep. That's the piece that's like you like if someone goes to your house, they got to be able to see the trophy. And so ours was up uh, up in the kitchen, up above the. That's where. Uh, that's where we. That's where Sean and Vanita had theirs. Too. Ours had, has been displayed prominently in yep. the podcast studio for all of our guests. It's to see. literally like the first thing you see when you walked in. Yeah. It's, a, it's large. It's gotten big over the years. Uh, it's bigger now. <laughs> Not quite as heavy though. Although I realize I don't know if it's necessarily bigger. I think the height is overall the same. the same, but it's lighter. That second set of trophy. Is really heavy. Those marble pieces yeah. made the whole trophy really heavy. Um, so Oops, sorry. I mean, <laughs> it's really it's got some girth. There's some heft to it. So last year, my my plan all along was to add to it like a, another base, but I searched the whole year and couldn't find one. Probably two weeks before last year's party, I finally found a lamp that I'm like, well, I can make I, that work. I can make it work. So oh, that thing was so heavy. It was. It's it got the real, height they wanted. I but. really liked the lamp base a lot. Like I would it was have that lamp. Cool, but man, it was it was heavy and cumbersome and but it's all I could find. Yeah. Anyway, we've had what we did with it, we've had that upgrade for like three years outside. Because same thing, when you come across a thing for this party, you grab it. Yes. You just it, because it will not ever be We there. spend all year looking for glorious yeah. things. So, yeah, we'll recap next week. We'll let you know how it goes. Uh, I just want to give everyone an update on our house lighting. We talked about it last week, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lighting. It still looks cool. <laughs> when the Dallas Cowboys played last weekend. Oh, he did some Dallas colors. Put some Dallas colors up. But now it's December, so now it's officially like Christmas lights. And I made my own cool Christmas lights. Which design. reminds me, you you have slacked. Uh, yeah, I got to change you, you the calendar. The still dick, says we're in November. Nature's dick calendar to December. All right, give me half a second. You guys keep talking. Yeah, okay. Uh, so anyway, so the lights are still awesome. Uh, they'll go to Cowboys colors again Sunday. Hopefully uh, they'll beat the Eagles. Sorry, I have to change that song because it has a high pitched like, like. <laughs> it's also kind of the lights are kind of. Oh, sorry, the lights are kind of fun. Um, we were driving up the street and I like giggled at it, and Chris thought that I was like freaking out, but like that was the first time I'd seen the back yeah, of it. You have at to night. understand, my wife has PTSD when driving, yeah. and <laughs> like diagnosed PTSD. Yeah. So this year's or this year, this month's penises are Monument Valley. However, I gotta oh, say, nice. they're not. They're not very penisy. Pronounced no, they're just kind of straight up and down rocks. There's not a big solid phallic tip. Yeah, there's a couple of I them mean, this year. They're uncut were... dicks. 
There was a couple this year that were full on. Yeah, like just straight up dicks. Like full, the, these are uncut dicks, Jeremy. Full on. Yeah, these are uncircumcised. As a uh, circumcised individual, uh, by the way, welcome yeah. listeners to knowing that. Also, basically anyone that's over the age of 30 is probably circumcised. Because it's, it was like. It's pretty rare. Not Like they didn't even ask my mom. They just fucking did it. Yeah, back then it really wasn't. They just cut it and did it. Like that was just normal. So, and so, I don't remember those, those memories don't exist in my brain. So whatever. Plus I think it looks better circumcised. It looks clean. I think that, yeah, like, yeah, should TikTok. we talk about penis design? Cause I talk that TikTok where the, the girl and she's all serious that she's like, I didn't know this, but I guess guys have to go in like every other month and have their penis retrimmed. What? Yeah. No. She's an idiot. Uh huh. <laughs> No, I don't think guys would do that. No, we would go. We would be like, no, no not happening. It it's happen. just gonna. We're just gonna have extra skin growing. Yep. Just it'll all just cheesy. be like it'll be two meters of skin by the time we're yep. sixty. There's no way. There's no way a guy would have that shit cut all the time. That is like super sensitive. There's so many nerve endings there. That'd be like saying, hey, ladies, you're gonna have to trim up your labia and your clitoris all the time every month. <laughs> or you know, just when people get IUDs in with no. Uh, no anesthesia. Or they get biopsied oh, with no anesthetic. So yeah. suck it up, dudes. What the fuck, man? People are dicks. Just like, a, well, stop stepping on my dog. Especially Jeez. the old one. Oh, speaking of the dog, too, we're going to ramble for a while on this show tonight, by the way, folks, because um, our guest is gone. But uh, the dog got her staples out today, and she's still in the cone because um, it's not fully well, she, healed. Well, she pretty much trashed it. Like when she ripped that staple out and it, and it went a few days without, you know, being hauled back together, she, she, yeah. she trashed so it. So it's all sealed now, but it's still healing, especially in the middle there. So she needs to keep that cone on for a few more days while it continues to heal. And so she doesn't lick it. So I have some Sundance updates. Uh, in Sundance last, updates. Last week's show, we talked about Sundance. That's why I say Sundance updates. Yeah. So I, I, I just happened to, to notice, uh, a post today saying that this year Sundance received 17,435 submissions. Just think about that. 17,435 submissions. That's this. That's not year. there. There aren't even that many movies released in a year. I, I know. Um, how many movies of that though? Sundance can only take 150 because obviously they're limited and all of that. So, I'm going to give you some numbers okay. of movies released in the U.S. and Canada in the last four years. Well, in four years culminating in 2022. Uh, so 2021, 406 total films. <laughs> 2020, 334. 2019, which was, so these are COVID years. Mm-hmm. So 2019 is a more normal year, 792. 2018, 873. 17,000 submissions this year. So I was also, it kind of got me thinking. So the average submission, and I don't entirely know how they figured out, but the average submission is 60 bucks. So it's not like they're taking a ton of money for submissions. And I'm sure it's more or less for certain movies. Once again, I really don't know how they decided, but just doing the basic math on that, that's over $1.4 million. One million. Sub- what? Over one million. Yeah. Not 1.4. Over a million. One one million forty six thousand forty six thousand one hundred in submissions, just submissions. So I say go Sundance to that. Yeah, I mean, so that actually, I want to talk about Sundance Film Festival. So its origins, it's owned by Robert Redford, started it, and he it's owns oranges. The, uh, it's the, oranges. The, its origins, though, it was an independent film festival. It's where people submitted films to hopefully, you know, do well in the film festival and get picked up so they could get pushed out for a, a wide release. And a lot of people make films and they never go anywhere. They just, they're yeah. just pleasure projects, art projects that happen. The budget happens, you know, the film gets created and then never, you, no one ever sees it because, you know, there's just too much. Like, Unlike, uh, so one exception now, I think, is you have the avenue of YouTube, and so you can release that's, stuff on YouTube, that's potentially. That's changed the game significantly. Um, so a lot more people can have their stuff seen, but I mean, to really make money on the film, YouTube's not enough. Like, you really have to get that film released and published via streaming services or movie theaters. Right. And so Sundance was a way for a lot of that stuff to happen, so... 
we talked about a few of the films last time, but you know, Sundance has had a lot, a lot of films go through it. Right. Um, well, then, before before we started, we were kind of talking about it briefly. You have some that are truly legitimate, homegrown movies like Napoleon Dynamite, next to no budget. But then you have these big name, big budget movies that go through Sundance, and how do they pick? And so what's I'm gonna, the criteria? The the fifteen. Um, so this is the 15 biggest box office hits that premiered at Sundance. To give you an idea, I think we talked about some of these. A Walk in the Woods in 2015. Um, 500 Days of Summer in 2009. Uh, in the Bedroom uh, in 2001. Brooklyn in 2015. Uh, the Big Sick in 2017. I've never heard of any of these shows. These are big grossing movies. Like The Big Sick did $42.8 million. Um, and if you haven't heard of them, you should probably go watch them because I guarantee if they did well coming out of Sundance, they're really good films. Heredity, um, or Hereditary rather, uh, if, of 2018, um, 2004, a fan favorite of this show, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> um, I haven't heard of that one either. Uh, Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester by the Sea was a Sundance film. I'm sure you've heard of that one. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, so uh, that's got I've Hugh Grant that and what are, what are, what are, I don't know, Andy McDowell. So yeah. once again, that, something like that to go through Sundance, the independent film, it's like, what? Yeah, well, and we talked about it, Saw. Yeah. That Saw is number five on this. The original 55 Saw. And 55 million. Um, the Butterfly Effect. Yep. Do you remember that? That like, was a huge hit with uh, Ashton Kutcher and mm-hmm. someone else, I don't know. Um, number three was Little Miss Sunshine. Um, number two was the Blair Witch Project, which we talked about. And then number one, the top grossing of all time at 170 million back in 2017 was Get Out, which is, uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele's, like, really, I think his breakthrough. Yeah. Movie. I'm really glad to hear that it wasn't Napoleon Dynamite. I yeah, mean, Napoleon top, Dynamite was up there. In the top 10. Yeah. Of all time. <laughs> number nine. Um, but that's just, uh, the caliber of movies. Um, some of the other movies that came out of Sundance that you'll recognize, The Usual Suspects. Um, Four Lions. You probably heard of Memento. Um, um, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. American Psycho came out of Sundance. See, an American Psycho. That's a big name, big, big star. Back in 2000, yeah. Man on Wire. Um, let's see some other ones. Um, so Pretty Woman was actually, uh, it didn't come out for Sundance, but it was the people who did the Sundance. So Sundance does these film, not classes, but what would you call them? Symposiums, something like that. Yeah, it was created and came up in one of these symposiums. So that gives you an idea of what. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp yeah. Fiction was a Sundance. So Sundance has been a way to get a lot of films out there. And if you think about it, like Pulp Fiction, did did uh, the director of Pulp Fiction have much before Pulp Fiction? What's that guy's name? I don't. Um, God, he's fucking famous, and his name's slipping on my mind. I think Pulp Fiction because that was what ninety two. Was that Quentin Tarantino? Yes. Yes. So, so he was part of that symposium, uh, at Sundance. So he'd done some symposium stuff. He'd done some workshops and he had developed some of his stuff and his ideas. The main one being, um, Pulp Fiction at su- the Sundance, um, workshops. And he was a writer, not a producer, right? Originally, I, I believe so. Yeah. And so, I mean, he did some other stuff, like, cause he wrote Reservoir Dogs as well. Yep. Um, and then Pulp Fiction. So those were like his two early, early movies in the early 90s. The funny thing wrote. is when Pulp Fiction came out, the Sundance Film Festival was not what it is today. No, no, not at all. And it was, it was one of the key movies that actually got the film industry to, to take notice and say, uh, okay, maybe this little film festival in Utah is worth something. And now look at it. my whole point with all of that. Now look at it. Now look at it. Seventeen thousand films. Well, and it's also spurred offshoots. So like Slam Dance, they yeah. now have Slam Dance up there. Mm-hmm. Slam Dance is uh like like extreme sports type films uh, tied to a lot of extreme sports, extreme snowboarding, skiing, those sorts of things. Um, we actually insure somebody who does um, filming for stuff like that. 
Yeah, and Sundance, I mean, Sundance is coming up. It's the first part of the year, every mm-hmm. year. Um, the nice thing about living here in Utah is you get access to go see a lot of those movies. We have a fabulous independent screening theater here mm-hmm. uh, at the Broadway. It's got, like, what, nine screens, I think, or something. something. Like and there's some of the films you can actually see for free. Yeah. Um, some of them for a relatively small fee. Now, if you want to go up to... Park City and Sundance and watch them, you'll pay an arm and a leg. Well, especially if you're watching like the early thing, because a lot of the, the thing about the film festival is when you go watch a screening, when the movie's over, they'll have a Q&A with people from the film, whether it's directors, writers, producers, actors, and you get a lot of celebrities, and those first runs of all those films are when everyone's there. And those are hard to get into and cost a ton of money, but within... Days, if not weeks after, they show them throughout the valley. They have places all over that'll show them, and for, for not very much. And once again, some of them you can even get into for free. And if you if you want to go to the festival, you sh- like if you really have an, uh, a knack and want to watch movies from the festival and and do that stuff, go become a member of the the Sundance. I don't remember what it's called, but basically, you become a member. Uh, and then you get early access to buy tickets. You get guaranteed tickets, not necessarily to particular films, but you're guaranteed tickets. And I don't exactly know all the details, and um, I could look it up, but it would probably require a no, lot that's of reading. Okay. Jojo Rabbit, that was another one like two, three years ago when yeah, it came out. that was a good movie. That was a Sundance film. I do think, though, like Sundance has moved away a little bit from some of its origins because they do have such really big names doing all these films yeah. now. Not to say that didn't happen before. Like, right, Pulp Fiction had John Travolta. It's not like John Travolta was a nobody when he did it, you know? Right. Um, Four Weddings and a Funeral, you know, Hugh Grant is a big name British actor. Like, the right. dude's been around well, for a while. Well, 500 Days of Summer has the, the, yeah, Aston Kutcher in the, 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 um, Butterfly, Butterfly effect. effect. Like, these aren't necessarily small named people, but, I, a lot of times what happens is an actor really likes a script and signs on to do a movie and you'll have like one megastar and a bunch of no-name people that that guy yeah. works with and he does it because, you know, he or she does it because they really like the script and the movie and the direction. Oh, um, Sunshine, did, that had quite a few big oh, names yeah. in it. Yeah, Bill Murray was the big one yeah. there, right? So he was well, Bill Murray and then the guy that plays the... Dad and I, I know this helps nobody. He was somebody, and then wasn't Zach Galifianakis? I think yeah, he was. In in that. So I mean, it had like it wasn't like Napoleon Dynamite that had truly nobody. But they also have not big budgets; they're all low budget. And I don't know what the qualifications are to enter. Um, you certainly can't be pre-backed by a studio. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Like these films go there to try and get studio sponsorship for for. Because, I mean, really, like, once you get past the actor salaries, a lot of the budget for films is marketing. Right. Well, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. If you watch the original Napoleon Dynamite, all the music is played by, or the music is done on a... Like a Casio keyboard. Something like that by one of the people's grandma or something. Yeah. Once MTV picked it up, that's when they put in all of the music, like uh, the Forever Young at the end. Uh-huh. That's not in the original. No, no. Well, because a studio can pay the licensing yeah, fees. Yeah, can pay for, for the sure. rights and stuff like that, make it so... Um, you know, some of my favorite movies of all time have come out. Adventureland is great. That mm-hmm. came out of Sundance. Um, Which Garden again, State. big name yeah. people. <laughs> so, so anyway, Sundance is a really cool thing that Utah has. It and brings it's a very lot of much here. so a unique Utah thing. You can also go up to Park City and just fucking celebrity watch if that's your thing. It's not my thing, but we've had uh, Stuart on. Yeah, and that to, is his thing. And he loves it. That's like his favorite thing to do is he take pictures of celebrities. I think. It's dumb, personally. Like, <laughs> I don't know these people. Like, if I wanted to, if I could sit down and have a long conversation with oh, them, sure. that's different. You know, like, what's what's the dude's the Hobbit guy? Oh, I don't know Billy his Boyd? name. Billy Boyd. Yeah, he was Pippin, right? I don't know. But like, that's the kind of interaction with the celebrity that I'm like, oh. Because I just talked to this dude, like, I didn't know who the fuck he was, and f- to the point that his friend was laughing his ass off, because I'm like, who the hell is he? Why would I take a picture with him? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there are people that that's what they, they come to Utah specifically We used to that. have one on this podcast. To, yeah. To star watch and... Yeah, that was a big thing. Jess loved doing that. Yep. And she liked watching the movies, too. Yeah, well, yeah, she was a member, so she'd actually go to the movies yeah. and go to the... Thing, and I've been but... to a few of them. The screenings are fantastic. You Look... Out of 17,000 movies, if they're only picking, what was it, 150, I promise you the 150 movies they pick are going to be good. Right. They're not all going to be good enough that they're going to warrant um, mass distribution and people are going to watch all of them, but 
you know, honestly, with the advent of all the streaming services now, everyone's got a fucking streaming service. There's a good chance most of those movies at some point get picked up by a streaming service. Right. Of some uh, sort, even if it's like a Hulu original or a... Or like a like Paramount Plus, putting it on their, their streaming service right. or the Peacock or something or like Apple that. Apple or... Yeah, there's so many streaming services that it's an easy pickup for them to just pay money to the, the creators of this, you know, of this film to buy the film and, and have rights to it, so... Um, anyway, Sundance is cool. Uh, that's crazy though. 17,000 <laughs> plus submissions. That's mind boggling. Especially knowing that like less than a thousand movies come out a year in the U.S. That's like over a, th- that's. Didn't you say the U.S. and Canada? Yeah, U.S. and Canada. That's over 200 a week. 200 I, over. I, 200. I, I did look and like worldwide it's between two and three thousand a year. Yeah. So we're still talking about like nine years worth of movies in one year. Yeah. Like just <laughs> fucking crazy. Like that's a lot of movies getting getting submitted. A lot of films, so. films. And I, I would I would assume it's everything from ten minute shorts to three and a half hour long epic movies. It's probably everything. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, this this I thought I saw that and thought that was kind of cool, especially where we talked about Sundance last week. So I want to I want to switch gears. We haven't we don't talk about politics a lot on this show anymore. We don't talk about news a lot anymore. We've kind of. Migrated away from that in a, in a large part because it's, it's so it's timely. It's timely and, and we wanted the show to be a little bit more, um, you know, accessible to people after the fact, especially seeing how many people listen to old episodes. Yeah. And so, you know, if you de- devote such a large portion of the show to current events, it's pretty worthless to people. And I don't, you know, I, I feel like I'd rather have it live on more and we've talked about it, but every once in a while stuff starts to happen that is worth mentioning because Utah's a big part of it. You know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that the, we were going to have a presidential debate here in the state, mm-hmm. which is, is really big news, but a lot of shit's been going on <laughs> in the presidential races. Um, presidential race there's only one race but it's you've got the 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 primaries for the democrats and the republicans you have the top two candidates in joe biden and trump that refuse to debate anyone the dnc the democratic uh national convention not fucking hosting debates at all even though there are primary candidates running against joe biden on ballots in states some states um, you have RFK who has gone independent because the Democrats were being such shitbags. By the way, I got a text from him today. You have, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're you, bestie now? I guess. You have the Republicans that have, they're on, they're gonna have one more, I think four primary debates. Uh, and Trump has not attended a single one. Trump also spending a lot of time in court these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows what's gonna happen, you know, March it through doesn't matter. August They'll next still year. Vote for him. Um, but Utah has come up in this. Uh, so RFK actually has filed a lawsuit against the state of Utah and filed for an injunction because the state of Utah has passed a law that basically says if you want on the presidential ballot, you have to have a thousand verified signatures by January 1st of the year, which is pretty cumbersome. And the argument from RFK's team is it's unconstitutional. That's way too long in advance. And basically like... It was recently something recent, I think. So here, in fact, I'll just go read the details rather than try to. <laughs> so Fox 13 had reported this, I think, yesterday. Um, but essentially, um, RFK's campaign has said, hey, in order to make sure you have a thousand validated, you really have to get like 1500 to 1600 raw signatures, which means he's going to have to file you know, prof- or hire professional petitioners to, uh, circulators to get the signatures and they mm-hmm. usually charge seven to ten bucks a signature. Like, not a huge deal if you have a good canvassing ground game, but having this law so quickly, he basically has until December 14th to get these all in so they can be verified. Which at this point's what? Next week? Yeah. So you have like ten days from now, not even, to have all your signatures in for verification, which by the way, I would 100% sign that petition, by the way, uh, Kennedy, if you want to find me or uh, <laughs> tell me where you're going to be, or I will Or if you'd go. like to be on the show. Yeah, I'll have you on the show, RFK. Um, <laughs> We'd love to have you on this show. I actually, okay, so RFK has the whole like anti-vax thing, which he's not totally anti-vax. If you actually listen to him talk about it, he's anti-shoving vaccines down people's throats. Uh, and, and is more open to like, hey, we shouldn't just accept that this is the way it is after so many years. Mm-hmm. 
we should question the fact that a COVID vaccine was produced in less than a year and what impacts that's going to have and what research is going behind, like understanding there's a health emergency that stuff happens, but we can't be mandating some of this stuff. Like we have to, we have to understand what is actually like, it's not okay to say the flu vaccine has worked for 60 years. So let's just keep using the same vaccine. Like why shouldn't we be questioning it and trying to find better things and make sure that it's still as effective as we think it is, you know, those sorts of things. So he's not necessarily anti-vaxxer, but I don't mind a lot of the, what the guy says. I can't stand his fucking voice <laughs> because he has like some vocal port. I think he has some vocal cord issues. And so when he talks, you can tell his voice is really strained. But the guy has the Kennedy name behind him. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because if you look at polls, this has got this is got to have Biden's campaign and Trump's campaign both fucking freaking out. Well, because both sides like Kennedy for some random reason, the Republicans decided that JFK was going to come back and be on their side. It's because both sides think they can just beat the other one. But you have this other guy who's coming into this race and America doesn't want either of those motherfuckers. And yep. like, if you look like it's something like 60 to 70% of Americans do not want to see Biden versus Trump. We've, we've played both games. So the fact that neither party listens to their constituents is aggravating as off shit. So Kennedy, I mean, Kennedy's consistently polling at like 12%. Across the board now, um, in almost every poll that comes out that's like a general election. Yeah, because like I think if the Dems actually put up a decent candidate, they'd get Republican voters that don't want to vote for Trump. And there was a poll, there was a poll, um, I think it was last week, Kennedy had like 22% of the vote. 22% when wow. you're talking about three candidates is huge. And what it does is it puts into question whether or not Trump or Biden can actually win. So if Kennedy's polling that high, neither of the other two candidates are likely to get enough votes to have an electoral college majority. So I just think Trump has his psycho followers that would vote for him no matter what. I think most of the Biden people are just like, you know what? We just want someone that's going to do the job. We're just going to vote for him because we can't vote for Trump. Trump. Yeah. And I think if you have another option, like RFK, if he can get past the like anti-vaxxer shit, then I th- I think he has a, a legit chance of showing better than any other third party candidate ever has. I mean, at least he's not a flat earther. <laughs> but if we go back to the primaries, this is what's pissing a lot of like in particular Democratic voters off, like without pre. So the state of Florida, just basically the Democratic Party in the state of Florida, just basically um, finalized the ballot which is just Joe Biden. There will be no primary election in the state of Florida, even though there's Marianne Williamson and uh, what's the, fuck, what's the other dude? He's a democratic congressman that just joined the race. I want to say his, uh, it's Phillips. Oh yeah. Williamson and Phillips are both polling at like at least 6%. Um, and some polls have them even higher, like some polls in a democratic primary poll. Um, I, I'm getting a lot of polls from um, 538. If you've never been to Project 538, they compile tons of polls from around the country, uh, and you can see, um, you know, all those individual polls and what their margins are, blah blah blah. But you have like Marianne Williamson uh, in a couple of polls recently polling as high as 15 percent, which is big. That's, wow, that's better than almost any of the Republican challengers to Donald Trump, um, and. And Phillips is at like eight, nine percent. The nice thing about so Marianne Williamson has a huge social media following. That's where she comes from. That like the TikTok following that she has is immense. Phillips is a sitting congressman. Phillips has the power to get media companies to listen. And so Florida does this. And he's like, this is fucking absurd. Like this is literally shutting down democracy in the state of Florida. How the fuck can they do that? Like, how can you have an election, a primary election, and not include two candidates on a ballot that are pulling high right. enough that they should be on the ballot? Because think about it. Like, if Marianne Williamson and, and uh, Phillips and Biden get on a stage to debate, how well do you think those other two are going to do? Like, hmm. Biden traditionally has been a great debater, but I don't think he's got it in him. I think he's anymore. got it in him, and which is why they're trying not to do debates. And so the Democratic Party say, no, we're not going to do any primary debates. At least the Republican Party's having them, and Trump's just like, nah, fuck off, I'm not going to do them. And he's still polling like 60% or something like that. Well, he still has his own rallies. 
Yeah, of course she does. All the other candidates do. So you have DeSantis and Haley. Um, oh God, DeSantis isn't. Did you, when he was debating, was it Newsom? And Newsom's like, you know, neither one of us is going to win. Yeah, basically. Newsom, Newsom, well, and Newsom's a good debater. Like Newsom's a charismatic dude. Um, but you've got DeSantis and, he's and Haley. He's not as awkward. DeSantis and Haley running at like 15-ish percent each, um, depending on the poll. I just don't get like how anybody would vote for him. Because he's not Trump. I know. He's worse. But, I mean, that's really, some some of it comes down to that. Some of it comes down to he's just not Trump. Nikki Haley just got the backing of the Koch Foundation, which, you know, say what you want about them because they're pieces of shit. They have a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. A but, lot of money. I think the thing that frustrates me is it's felt for years to me personally like, all we're doing is voting for the least of the worst. Yeah, it actually is. The it doesn't feel like we're evils. voting for. Well, something. like I said, seventy percent of Americans do not want Biden versus Trump. That's what we're going to get. Like I was stoked to vote for Obama. Me too. So, and then I didn't care about anything. I, I think it's going to be interesting in some senses. I think it's fucking crazy that the Democrats aren't doing debates. That they're not holding primaries now in some states. Like, I think they're going to go after the state of Florida here. Cause I, I think this is, you know, this has got to be on the verge of unconstitutional. I think that's the argument. I think that's probably what the legal teams of Williamson. Well, surely, how is that in the people's best interest? It's not. It's not. It's the Democratic Party trying to shut everyone out and it's not going to work. All it does is disenfranchise, you know, the rest of the rest of the party. For instance, um, Muslim Americans. The shit that's going on in Israel and, and the Gaza Strip right now, they're so infuriated by the way the government's handling it, the way they're talking about it, the fact that they're just okay with is the Israelis fucking committing genocide in the Gaza Strip, that you have big Muslim coalitions in states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, all the big battleground states from the last election cycle that... Biden barely won. Like, I think Michigan was 2,000 votes. And the Muslims, the Muslims there are basically saying, I don't remember the name of the group, but they're basically saying, we're not going to vote for Biden. We don't even care. Like, if it's Trump, it's Trump, but we're not going to vote for Biden because his handling is so poor and we have to make a statement. And this is the only way that we can as a, as a group of people is to vote. I know New York and New Jersey, some of those places have a really big Muslim. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. As well. I mean, like Michigan is massive. Michigan has an enormous Muslim population, like one of the largest Muslim populations in the country. And it's crazy to think like you can just well, ignore that group of people. Truly that I've heard and maybe I'm wrong, but there's more Muslims in America than there are in like Israel. Uh, that could be because Israel's really not that big population wise. Yeah. So, anyway, I did want to talk about that a little bit because I thought it was really interesting. Um, it's very much got to tie into to Utah with RFK currently suing the state because we're going to leave him off the ballot. Um, I personally would vote for him over the other two in a general election. Uh, so would I. Um, I, this might be the first year I don't vote for a president uh, in the general election. I'll vote in the Republican primary because I can. Because uh, you're a Republican. <laughs> my vote in the Democratic primary doesn't matter. DNC is going to do whatever the fuck it wants. They proved that when Bernie should have smashed Hillary. Yeah. Um, and, and it came out, you know, I will say that was, I think that was the thing that won the election for Trump ultimately. Right. Is, discontent. Is, <clears throat> the freaking Democrats screw themselves over every time. Well, so everyone talks about like all oh, the Russian influence, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't it. It was when the emails got leaked from the DNC server. That proved that the Democratic Party was shutting Bernie out and was propping up Hillary on purpose and basically fucking stifling democracy. And, and I. Because you had a lot of young voters that wanted to vote for Bernie. And I think that disenfranchised them completely. And well, they, it still comes back to how is this for the good of the people? Because isn't this all about what the people want? It, no, it's all about the power and maintaining which it. Which I know it is, but. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it supposed to be about the people and the people's voice? This is why we don't do political stuff on this show. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I thought it was worth mentioning, and we don't have a guest, so you guys get to deal with that. But I think we're done with that. Yes. Let's okay. get on to the... I'm okay getting on with it, Let's um, get on with it. if you will. So we have... Um, hey, have we mentioned that we're like pretty much going to have the Olympics here again? No. No, we haven't. But for uh, 2034 and maybe 2030, 
the 2030 date's still unclear, but for 2034, we've basically been given the green light by the International Olympic Committee. You are the host city. That's um, awesome. It's not official. It, they, the way they worded it was like, you're the, the, the primary choice, basically. Um, so we've got some stuff to do probably, but essentially we're getting the Olympics. Um, we'll probably have the Olympics, um, for two cycles is a good, uh, a good possibility. A summer and a winter? No, no, no. For two winter two cycles. Winters. Two winters. Gotcha. Like in a row, which is kind of unheard of. That's not really happened That's before. never happened to my knowledge. There are cities that have had it multiple times, but 20 years, 30 years in between. Yeah. I mean, this will be, what, 30 years for us probably? Because what, it was 2000, 2002? 2002. Yeah. So it'll be that long for us. Um, hold on. I got to put in a code so I can get into this site because I didn't think about doing it before we started talking. <laughs> Sorry. It just kind of like, was La- in my head. Like Los Angeles has had it twice, I believe. Yeah. Paris has had it twice. Um, Japan twice or Korea? I don't remember. The fact that those are the places that we as Utah are competing with is kind of cool. Well, I mean, really, we have an amazing space for it. Podunk, like, Utah. But yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and all of our stuff's still here. It's been updated over the years for the most part. I mean, they'll have to probably build some other new stuff, but. But the infrastructure's here. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so we've talked about this. We're, we're going to do one last thing um, to finish out the show, and we're going to – it's an announcement of sorts, I guess. Um, so only, I think, one time in the history in the seven-plus years that we've been doing this show, Close seven and eight. a half. Yeah, seven and a half right yeah, now, seven. yeah. Um, we've only asked for donations from our fans once. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it because we wanted to upgrade some equipment, and we thought, hey, maybe uh, maybe our listeners would be willing to donate help some money a little bit. and help, help us and out. I, and, I was – pleasantly surprised with how many people yeah i was too donated uh, because we were able to do everything that we wanted to at that time yeah with that money and it and it wasn't i mean it wasn't a ton of money um but it does so the podcast has costs mm-hmm. right so we pay every month out of our pockets for uh the hosting of the website um the domain registration fees the hosting of uh all of our episodes the you know the the RSS feeds and stuff like that uh we pay for all of our equipment when we travel when we go to our Utah adventures that cost money i mean everything yeah we're paying everything out of pocket because this is for all of us this is a passion project yeah and very early on we kind of came up with the if we're not having fun and we're not, or we're not making money, then why are we doing it? Well, exactly. This, for us, we've been having fun. We've been having fun. I've enjoyed it. I mean, I've talked about it for years. This has been my out. This is, this is for me, this is just fun. This has been enjoyable. And I think that's where we still want to keep it. There's a reason we really haven't had sponsors. Um, you don't hear ads on our shows. Um, there was one exception there as well. <laughs> yeah, we did a short stint with, with uh, the ads. It, it went well. I think it worked fine. And, and, you know, at the end of it, you know, we had a, a frank discussion with them about whether or not it was having an impact for them. And we decided to part ways. And I think it was fine. It ran for long enough. And mm-hmm. we did some stuff with that money. Um, and I, you know, I, I think, you know, long term, we want to see if we can not necessarily make money doing the show, but make the show a net zero on our pocketbooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and we want to do some bigger things with regards to upgrading. So we, we bought three new mics recently. Um, I think they sound a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not the mics that we wanted to buy. We just didn't want to spend that kind of money. The mics that we wanted to buy were about 550 bucks a piece. Um, we have in our studio, Six mics. <laughs> yep. And so we updated the three that we use the most. Yeah. But we would like to update the others. We'd other like to three. update the others. But I mean, think about that. That's, that's a little over $3,000 for a hobby. Right. And that's a, that's a lot for us. Uh, and so, you know, from, from our standpoint, we, we want to continue to do this. We want to continue to improve things and, and we would like to be able to do it, um, without a huge financial burden. Uh, and so, you know, we've talked about it for years, whether or not we should do this. Um, I, to the point where I like set up the account oh, a while back. <laughs> um, but we decided, um, recently, let's, let's do a Patreon. Patreon is what, you know, almost every podcast that I listen to has a Patreon, whether they're big or small. They've been around for four episodes or 400 podcasts, um, YouTube channels. A lot of those, most of those guys yeah. do anything regularly, like, like, um, 
the provosts who we had on yeah. long time ago. Yeah. But they've had a they've had one for forever and that's what helps them yeah, and I'm like, like with YouTube, Utah automatically does some monetization based on watches and stuff like that. We strictly do a podcast for your ears only. Mm. So we decided to launch a Patreon. Um, it's real simple. Um, so you can search for us, the new Utah podcast on Patreon. Uh, we'll have links that we'll send out via social media and on the website. We'll have it posted. Um, but we just have, we, we kept it very simple. So we have just a couple of tiers, um, of membership. So these would be, uh, a basic supporter. Um, so I'm going to go through the tiers, yep. um, you know, uh, and talk about each of them. So a basic supporter, one of the things that we've started is a discord server, um, mm-hmm. for our listeners, uh, so for a dollar a month, you're going to get access to that Discord server, um, which allows you to ask us questions, uh, vote on things that we do, vote on uh, people that we want to talk to, ask questions to people that we want to talk to, those sorts of things. And, and we want to build a good community. We love Utah. We love a lot of the businesses here. Mm-hmm. We would love to build a, a big community of well, and, people. And our podcast wouldn't survive without the people in the community that we interview, that we have on the show, that we talk to. Well, and it's amazing how many people we t- we're just talking to out in the community. They do something cool. We have them on the show, and then we get three other guests through mm-hmm. them. Um, that's something that we really enjoy. You know, we talk to people, and we have a lot of conversations you all don't hear, like, off the air with some of these guests about, like, oh, hey, do you know this person? Like, oh, you've got this business. You should hook up with this person mm-hmm. because this person has been through it. Or this person would be really good. Like you could do a cool partnership with them. And yep. I think you could do a great collaboration. Like we do a lot of that. Uh, and so for the dollar a month, um, really doesn't cost you much. It's a dollar a month. It's pretty easy to do. Um, and you get access to that stuff. Um, the, the main tier, I think that we, we would assume most people would do is $5 a month. Um, and you're going to get all the same stuff in terms of the discord server and everything. Um, but you also get, um, uh, you know, a name call out on the air from us as a thank you for your support. Um, we'll also include you on a supporters page of the website. Um, uh, so that, you know, you get the recognition for supporting us uh, at that level. Um, and then there's, there's another level above that, um, a platinum support level, which is $20 a month, which equates to about five bucks an episode. Um, we never miss episodes. We don't do, uh, clip shows. Um, it's, we're almost at 400. We've done them every week, <laughs> once a week. We've never, ever missed a show, uh, in, in seven and a half years of doing the show. Even when we got married. Yep. Even when my grandma well, died. We live streamed your actual wedding. Yeah. On Julia live streamed. Yeah. On our, that. on our Instagram. Yep. But yeah. even when my grandma died, we had somebody, you know, come sub in and. Yeah. We, uh, it was, uh, so we don't miss shows. Um, we don't. The week I almost cut my finger off, yeah. I called in. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> We've done it through COVID and Yeah, we, we had surgery and we all and got online together and did a show. And, um, so we, you know, we really enjoy doing this show for our listeners. So at the $20 level, you get everything else, but. The really special thing at $20 a month is you get added to our mailing list, our physical mailing list. So we all enjoy getting real mail. A lot of us, so a lot of our friends, we send Christmas cards out to each other. Mm-hmm. When we have party invitations, a lot of times we send physical invitations. Because it's, it's cool. It's fun to get mail. Like when you look at your mail, it's mostly like 90% junk and 10% bills. bills. You don't get anything in the physical mail anymore that's fun or or great or interesting. So I remember as like a kid growing up in Iowa, we'd get to write like my grandparents' letters. Yeah. Like every few weeks, my mom would sit down with us and help us all write a letter and then we'd send it. And then my grandma would always respond and she'd send stickers and little whatever. And as a kid, that was the best. You looked forward to the mail coming. So we'll, we'll send you a personalized thank you, uh, probably with a few surprises in it. Um, you'll be on our holiday card mailing list. We send out holiday cards every year uh, to our guests and to friends of the show. Um, and so you'll be included on those mailing lists. Um, and, and of course you get everything from, from the earlier tiers. So we're trying to keep it really simple. We would love feedback, uh, from you. Um, you know, you can pay a dollar and get on the discord server and give us some good feedback or pay $20 and get on the discord server and give <laughs> us some feedback of stuff that you'd like to see. It's new. Um, 
you know, we're, we're going to probably play around with it a little bit as we go here to see what we feel is, uh, is appropriate. Um, but you know, we wanted to announce that we have one other thing that we're doing. And so it's weird because Patreon has a shop where you can do one-time purchases. Mm-hmm. And so we have, uh, <laughs> an item on the shop, a one-time purchase. Um, there are what, like 20 ish of these. How many do we have available? I'll have to. Verify it's around twenty three to twenty five because birth defect and left wing, lefty are are was lefty still alive? Still alive. Wow, how the she's fuck looking, is that? She's that looking ch- like shit, but she's that chicken alive. needs to die. That chicken is old she, as fuck. She's a COVID chicken, so we yeah. got her in twenty nineteen. Yeah, she's old. She's not laying very many eggs. No, I don't think she lays, lays at all. But yeah, birth anyway. defect. Bertha probably lays eggs. Have oh, yeah, you confirmed? She's the biggest chicken. I've Have got. you confirmed she lays eggs though? I've, we've seen her in the nest. I'm, she's got to be. Is she the one that lays the double yolks? Probably. I've had, so I had one that had double yolks and then I had one that had the biggest yolk. <laughs> like it was like, <laughs> massive. and it was, it, there were the hard boiled ones. And so it was like really like, that's my favorite part. I say that and eat it last. So I was like, Ooh, this that's, is probably bonus. that's probably bursa. That's probably bursa. So anyway, the reason we're talking about the chickens is the special thing that you can buy is you can name a Gates family farm chicken. Yep. Um, so if you go out on the, the Patreon, there's a picture of a lot of the chickens that I've chosen as the cover art. Um, if you purchase that, uh, the, the ability to name a chicken for a hundred dollars, one, you'll get to see all the pictures that we took of the chickens for that. Um, so that's the digital content you'll get. Uh, we will also take a picture of yep. your chicken. So the, the other thing I'm going to do is in the chicken coop on one of the back walls, I'm going to take a picture of every single chicken a Polaroid. and yeah. print it. And I'm gonna put it on the wall, probably like in some cellophane, and then yeah, tack it to the walls of the weather and chicken shit. As you name it, I'll put your name and the chicken's name, and whatever you decide to name the chicken on that. And then we'll take a Polaroid of that chicken. It's just like when you sponsor a kid in Africa. You get a picture cu- for for five cents a day. Uh, you'll get the the personalized picture of that chicken, and you can name it whatever you want. I do have kids and grandkids, so we- please keep it. We have we have a couple of re- well. Your grandkid can't even walk out there yet. So no. with with regards, and your youngest kid has heard it all. With regards to naming, there are a couple of rules. They're not. It's big probably rules. more your wife. First off, it can't be fucking racist or bigoted. Right. Period. End of subject. We simply will not give you your money back. We'll give you the option for another name. We're not going to fucking name a chicken some racist ass name. <laughs> Two, it can't be overtly explicit. Like, you can't name a chicken cunt nugget. Jeremy's wife would kill you. <laughs> she would not allow the chicken. I would love to name a chicken cunt nugget, but Heather would have my balls on a spit. <laughs> um, so we can't name them overtly awful things, like grotesque things. But if you want to name one, you know, Nuggety McNugget, we don't give a shit. That's chicken, a great... I actually face. think that's a fucking great name. If you want to name it Cool Guy 69... Go for it. Our neighbors used to name them things like Chicken a la King and Catchatory. Yep. Yeah. Hennifer, that's a good one. Hennifer's, Hennifer's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> any of you, uh, what, what, Witcher, any Witcher fans, Hennifer? So, so yeah, you get to name it. And so you're sponsoring that chicken. Well, we'll put a picture of the chicken with your sponsorship on our, uh, we'll have a, a page on the website once this start happen, happening. And I'll give you updates. Pictures. Yeah. We'll talk about the chickens names on the air. Um, and then depending on how well it goes this spring, when I get chicks, you'll have the opportunity to sponsor a chick and name a chick. So we thought that was a fun thing that we could do for people that want to do a one-time donation. Um, we thought it w- it needed to be a big enough donation, um, that it was worth the effort that we're going to put into it. Um, and there's is there like a limited time, like do they own that chicken for a year and then do we dies, resell it till that chicken dies or some, until the chicken dies or someone comes and gets it from the KSL ad because <laughs> it's not laying eggs anymore and they, Jeremy just wants someone to eat it. But we'll let you know if, uh, Jeremy gets a Mexican family, come pick that thing up to stew it. We'll let you know we'll let what you happened know. with Chicken Chickety Chicken Face. Chicken McChicken Face. Ch- should we name the episode Chicken? Chickety McChicken Face. Chickety <laughs> McChicken Face. Chickety McChicken Face. Now, are we going to get messed with from uh, uh, McDonald's? Name it a McChicken. McChicken. Ah, you can call it whatever you want. Everything calls Mick something. It's not McDonald's. Clucker McClucking Fuck. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So anyway. No, no fucks in the title. I mean, maybe. I think we could get away with, like, shit and crap. Probably. But, like, I said no fucks. Okay, I know. But, well, and I'm just kind of trying to... Hand palace, by the way. Like, you use your best judgment. Like, um, you know, like I said. Make it creative. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so once again, I'll take pictures. We've got a really cool white one that actually looks kind of like an owl. I've got two jet black ones. I've got, uh, another one of speckled ones. Fluffy pants with the, the, the feathers on the it's feet. It's Mrs. Fluffy pants. You don't have any roosters. No, yeah. So, so yeah. So once again, I'll get pictures of them all. We'll get each individual posted. And then first come, first serve. Yeah, yeah. So let us know what you think. Um, let us know if you have ideas for, for other things that we could do that you'd be interested in. Um, We've thought about, um, like, <clears throat> letting you know, like, pre-advance, hey, this is what we're doing for our adventure this time. Like, you wouldn't necessarily come with us, but, you'd, you know, you'd know when we were there. We'll tell you where we're going, where we're going to be there. Yeah, we'll yeah. see if we'll see if that happens. <laughs> We do, and we, we do, we do like our fans, but like when we're doing an adventure, sometimes it's also because we need to like experience things and. Right. But we're excited to, to get more feedback, uh, from our listeners. M- and maybe we'll have a party at the Leonardo for all of our supporters. For five dollars to get in. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will have to pay the five bucks to get in, but we can hang out by the big airplane <laughs> things. Like no one else is in that. Because no one place. else is there. I'm not renting the space though for, for that. I'd rather rent some place good. Somewhere good. <laughs> that place sucks so bad. <clears throat> so anyway, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys are are good with that. Uh, hopefully, we get some supporters, and if not, we'll we'll feel what kind of true failures we are, and <laughs> we'll let it die. But we'll cry and keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's it for the week. Uh, no Julia. So no stupid bird name. Um, I don't know but, if I like the. Bird yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, they have a funny name, but the rest is stupid. But but. We are enjoying our our weekly affirmations. I know. Yeah. What are we going to do when we run out of those? I mean, we've easily got, got a year, got right? That's at least a year left. What, 52 episodes? There's more than 52 in there. This is going to be a while. We're going to get down to the dregs, though, of like, wow. Wow, we managed to like get all the good ones out of here at some point. But since you're pulling at random, who knows? Yeah, they are random. Um, I am. I have found that, like... That's not true. The... 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 What's on the front? So they all have different designs. Like one's a chalkboard. One's like a, um, it's got like a color on the background with like, um, a label maker, like an embossed mm. label maker thing. You've got one that's like a neon. It's a Dymo machine. Yeah, whatever. There's one that's like neon signs. So based on off that is kind of what's going to be on there's it. One that's like on like a notepad. And I do think that based on that, like the, the, the affirmation is a little bit different. So, um, so, for instance, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do two, right? So we've got. Why are you doing two? Just to illustrate my point that they're a little different in, in feel. Seems wasteful. Uh, so the, this is, this one that I'm reading now is, the is neon. a neon lights one and it says, to thine own ass be true. The most common thing that holds people back from health and happiness is unwillingness to be honest with themselves. True story. It's been unscientifically proven. (laughs) Owning who you are, what you are, what you struggle with, and where you want to be is the beginning of self-love and freedom. Kind of like when Sir Mix-a-Lot finally admitted that he liked Big Butts and could not lie. His life blossomed after that. And now Big Butts are the thing. People get butt implants. Then there's the, like, uh, serial killer, kidnapper, mm. like, magazine paste style. This one says, being weird as fuck is better than being boring as hell. This is AF, but it says fuck. Uh, go to the grocery store and buy one grape. Just one. Put it on the conveyor belt. Let the checker weigh it and ring you up. Ask for a receipt. Do not, under any circumstances, <laughs> explain yourself to anyone. Take that grape and thank it for teaching you how to do shit that others don't understand for whatever good reason you have. That's awesome. They are different. So, like, there's another one of the neon sign ones. Oh, here's one. This says, prayer is dope as fuck. Um, feeling your, feel your fucking feelings, which we've had before, actually. Maybe you literally can't even. Those are all the neon light ones. Hmm. So, anyway... There's two. You got a bonus affirmation. Uh, check out our website, thenewutah.com. Um, we're going to have Patreon stuff up there. We'll have links uh, in the show notes. We'll send it out on the different media platforms. We'll, we'll post just just information on the... Yes, separate. Oh, kind of as its own and not necessarily part of shows. So, so yeah. at TNU Podcast uh, is where you're going to find us on all the socials. Even TikTok. We're on at, uh, on TikTok at the new, the new Utah podcast. I posted a few videos. I need to do more. Um, I got a vlog camera 
Um, the, I maybe thought, that'll be part of the Patreon thing. Yeah, maybe I'll do some blogs that you can get access to as a Patreon member, or maybe some live show stuff during the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Trump we can camera. figure out how to film in here with one camera. It'll be weird. <laughs> I want the Joe Rogan setup, although I think like that would be really difficult in here because there's so many of us. Mm-hmm. But like Joe Rogan, I don't know what the setup it is and I don't like I would have to figure that out but they have cameras on like different areas of his table that he does the show at where like whoever's talking on the yeah. mic the camera cuts to them as they talk it's a, there's an out it's an out camera we have on at work well it's not just one camera it's multiple cameras because the camera doesn't move it just cuts from the one camera like Joe will be talking and it's on him so and our out camera talks, has three different uh camera views it's one camera with three different camera views. So it has three different cameras in it. Right. But it's okay. one unit. But it's one unit. Mm-hmm. So that might be it. But I don't know how we would do that with like six people sometimes <laughs> when we get in them, everyone in here. And it's just like bouncing back and forth. Well, I mean, don't most Patreon, like it's not part of the show that they record. Like it's like it would be a time when Jeremy's like, hey, I can I can come over early. You want to do a, a quick Patreon yeah, we can, thing? We, we or, can do, we'll do extra stuff for or Patreon. Or maybe for sure. like it's one of these shows where we, when we don't have a guest, we go through the show a lot faster because we don't have to stop and introduce the get, you know, get the guest all situated and stuff. And then we don't chat afterwards. So we could hang around after and do something, you know, yeah. we could do things like, you know, we've talked about our house lights. We could do things like show people the house lights. We could, Yep. Do yeah, do things like the bonus yeah. Stuff. So that's that the kind of, of stuff. That's the kind send of send it home with Jeremy, and he could like show you like, hey, this is when we collect the eggs. This is what Toilet it looks like. Keep. Yeah. So I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we'll do as bonus content for Patreon as time moves forward. So um, let us know if you have other things that you want to see or hear or have us do for you. Um, if you want to see, you know, maybe we'll post the pictures from our dick calendar. We um, reserve the right to say no. <laughs> yeah, and Brie will eat popcorn on the air again. I promise. I've been eating Hershey's Kisses. I ate one. Those two, aren't three, as noisy, four, though. I don't think you should keep going. I ate, I ate 19. <laughs> she ate half a bag of Reese's Kisses. Hershey's Kisses. They're not Reese's. They're not Reese's Pieces. They're Hershey's Kisses. Do not call them Reese's Pieces. No one calls it, says the word Pieces. By the way, have you guys seen that um, E.T. commercial? There's an E.T. commercial, and it... E.T. comes back and Elliot is like Elliot and his kids like there's a kid that kind of looks like him and a kid that kind of looks like Drew Barrymore that are his kids and and E.T. spends some time with them and then they send him back home. I have not. It's very sweet. That's it. We'll (laughs) leave it at that. Um, Enjoy Christmas time as it's uh, shitty holiday driving and shopping season. 